Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zuck. It is another awesome day for another awesome episode of How to Become Next on Scene in your field of business or in your passion. Before I bring on my amazing and inspiring guest today, I always like to start with a marketing tip to get your day started or week started um, with some inspiration. And then I would also love to share a self-care tip because I'm incorporating self-care into my life on a regular basis, or at least I'm trying to. So I like to share from experience. <laughs> So let's start with a marketing tip of the day. I just continuously talk about the power of social media engagement and social media is called social media for a reason. So if you are planning on only engaging in your audience that exists and not looking for an audience outside of your existing audience, you're missing out on a huge area of people that could be your potential clients, new relationships, um, potential sponsors, all the things, right? So it's really, really important that you nurture people. You always want to nurture your audience that exists. So I usually say dedicate a day during the week to nurture your audience that exists, but also make sure that you're regularly outsourcing new people through hashtags or searching on Instagram in the search bar, you know, like under tags, or you can even search locations. They make such a huge difference. And I think the power of connection right now is continuously growing and it can only make you more money and more valuable. So keep it up. And uh, that's my advice with that today. So now let's talk about self-care tips, self-care tips of the day. So my guest today and I briefly chatted about this, but um, it's so important to really create an admin day for yourself. So if you are a business owner and you're listening to this, creating an office day with no meetings, nowhere you need to be unless it's by choice, is really, really important to just close your calendar off for that day and keep it to yourself that you can just organize yourself for the week. It makes such a difference. So that is my self-care tip of the day. Now I'm so excited to bring on my amazing and inspiring guest, Janine Wright, who is the founder of FitLife. She is so inspiring. She's such a light. She's doing such amazing things in the fitness industry and beyond. And today we talk about the power of movement, the transition beyond COVID with the boutique gyms and all the really awesome things that they're doing. And also, you know, of course, being a mom and really getting your children to, your children exposed more to like, you know, positive nutrition habits and even movement. So I look forward to hearing your feedback and stay tuned for the amazing Janine Wright. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene. next on scene, everybody. I am so excited to be here with the amazing founder of FitLife, Janine Wright. Hi, Janine. How are you today? Hi, Jackie. I'm great. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to have you here. You are doing such amazing things, and I'm so excited for my audience to get to know all about FitLife and how it got started. So tell us how you fell into the world of fitness, nutrition, all the things. Thank you. I'm excited to be here with you today, too. Well, I have been in this industry for a long time. Interestingly, I was 15 years old and I got a job working the desk at a fitness center. One of the aerobic instructors didn't show up and my manager said, you're going to teach this class. (laughs) Um, I was obviously not qualified, nor did I feel good about that, but it like struck something in me and 
It was like finding, you know, I, I, I always related to like, I never found that sport that was like my, my sport, you know, but it was exciting like that. Like it felt invigorating and I felt like I was changing something for people and helping people. And I fell in love with it. And I taught group exercise. Like I, I ended up getting certifications and educating myself. And I taught group exercise from 15 until all the way, like, I, I, am still teaching it now. Um, but I, (laughs) yeah, I was going to go to school for physical therapy and I ended up in exercise science and I loved that just as much. And it became a passion. And I ended up with my master's degree in exercise physiology and I worked with every, you name it, very diverse population from pulmonary and cardiac rehab, preventative medicine to Olympic athletes and professional athletes when I was in grad school. And I really didn't know the avenue I was going to take. I just, I just knew I loved being on the before people got sick or the prepping people to be their best, you know, like that was, that was what was like my driver in, um, in choosing this profession, but it was, I didn't know what I was going to do. So I came home and I interviewed with a number of places. I ended up working in Boston at the BI in the cardiac lab. So I was running EKG tests and uh, cardiac tests. So it was very clinical. And and it's interesting. I, I laugh and say to people all the time, like, with my lab coat, my stethoscope on, and my name with my letters after it, people were so respectful of me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were like, they'd call me doctor and, and ask me all kinds of questions. And, and it's funny because I left that job a few years later and ended up working. One of my professors started a corporate wellness program, and I ended up being one of their directors for their program. And I turned into like a, a glorified aerobic instructor running a gym. <laughs> like it was no more, people didn't look at me like I knew what I was talking about anymore. So it was really interesting, the transition. What great experience um, though, right? Like look at where you are now. Yeah. Like you needed all those pieces, which is so interesting. Absolutely. And I think the health promotion piece, like working in the corporate setting, I worked with medical directors. I did presentations and seminars on, you know, the gamut, like you name it, about fitness and exercise and how it affects our body and about health and nutrition and wellness and, you know, all of the things and variables that affect us in being well, right? Mm -hmm. So I knew I wanted to, um, I want, I'm a, I want to change the world. I think Mission, you are changing you know? Janine. I love it. Uh, love it all. I hope so. One <laughs> small piece of it at a time. I okay. I really care about I really care about that. I really care about our environment because I think it affects our health. And so at the end of the day, if if you don't have all of those pieces, then we can't truly be healthy, you know. And I, I think that th- those pieces are missing for so many people. Right. So cool. And now you have FitLife. So how did FitLife come about? And for my audience that's like never heard of it before, like you have more than one location. So talk more about that. 
Yes. So FitLife started in a very small studio in a very small town that nobody knew about 13 years ago. We were probably one of the first boutique studios, uh, I would say, in Massachusetts, at least. Cool. Um, Yeah, like North Shore, one of the first boutique studios. We we focused on personal training, small group training, and then we had group fitness. We had spinning classes and Pilates reformer classes, and we introduced indoor rowing when it became something that was trending. But we hired only degreed professionals, so our personal trainers had degrees and specialties in either strength and conditioning or specialty populations. And so that kind of set us apart because we were really about educating the community and educating our community on not only just, you know, going to a fitness class, but what it meant to improve your fitness and how to get results and, you know, things like that. So we ended up expanding and we have, we had to move locations in Melrose but now we have a location in Melrose and a location in Winchester, which is kind of funny because it's where I live and where I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun fact. <laughs> right? So it's my it's my hometown and my hometown, I guess. Love it. Right? My current hometown and my my upbringing hometown. So so yes, and now we focus on, you know, trying to teach our community that it's not just about going to classes, fitness classes or working out. It's it's a lifestyle and it's a journey. It's not a destination. It's about, you know, changing the way that we think and trying to, I don't know, get through all of the misinformation and and learn what really works to make us the healthiest and, and live the most quality of life. And and that's like a big picture, you know? Totally is. Would so, you say that you teach, so does the, does the Winchester and Melrose studios offer the same classes? Like, is it very similar layouts or are they completely different? No, they're, they're pretty similar. The only difference now is we opened like right before COVID, which was kind of crazy. We opened an open gym area where, um, which I was very hesitant on doing because we are about educating and, you know, teaching people the correct form and technique. And so when we originally opened the open gym, we were going to have a staffed exercise physiologist that would walk around and help people with programming. And we did workouts of the week and we opened that like right before COVID hit. So we were basically a new business again, you know, like starting from scratch. But that's really the only difference. We have an open gym in Melrose and and everything else is the same. We do a Pulse X class, which is a group fitness class where we do kind of intensity, different intensity intervals, whether it be a HIIT workout or a longer duration intensity interval. And we have cardio and strength segments in it and basically you move as a team from your segment to your segment. We have blocks of work. It's really a cool, yeah, it's a fun concept. And we do, we usually have, that's usually heart rate monitored. So we focus on intensity and teaching people, um, you know, the differences in their intensity zones and how to understand that. And then we have indoor cycling, which we teach very um, different than what's trending. Currently, we teach about power and we use wattage with our bikes. 
So we want people to know that they are actually working in the classes and that they're using their power output in order to change their fitness level and become more fit. And then we have, but it's still fun, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're, even though we're serious about it, it's still a really fun, motivating modality of exercise. And then we have Pilates, which we our method is Stott Pilates. And we have reformers and mat. We have chairs in Melrose. We don't have currently have those in Winchester, but we are going to get those soon because our Pilates program is really growing. And then we have our core-based workouts like our fusion where we fuse bar, Pilates, and we have some yoga classes as well. That's awesome. And you're doing nutrition stuff too, right? Yes. So we are very much about nutrition education. We do seminars. I In the fall, I'm actually going to add a nutrition group class that people can actually sign up for that will teach them about the food from, you know, from the foundation that they need to know about food system and food industry, all the way to how to optimize and fuel your body the best. I love it. We're going to add that to our Sounds awesome. That I really love about you too, is like, you don't follow trends. Like you're very like, this is what I believe in. And this is what we're doing regardless if it's quote unquote trending or not. Right. Like, I really think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a difficult thing to do. I I see a lot of professionals in the industry that, you know, when things start trending, they try to hold on to their integrity and, and they end up feeling like, look, I'm a business. I either need to make money and do what, what people want because it is what, you know, it's what the trend is or it's what the fad is and they lose sight of what's important. And I refuse to compromise my integrity. You know, it's not just, it's not just my opinion. Uh, We base our workouts and base our programming off of the science behind exercise and what works and what is a higher benefit to risk ratio. And, you know, so we really feel like that's an important part of someone's long-term results and goals. And, you know, you want quantity, you know, you want quality over quantity, you know, you want to be working out when you're 75. Like I hate to say it because some people are like, I don't want to work out when I'm 75. <laughs> but the truth is, is we have to move. It's part of what keeps us healthy. So true. And we have to move right, you mm-hmm. know? So if we move wrong and we get injured and we have consistent, constant injuries happening, then we can't, the longevity of it, the sustainability of it is gone. Right. Which is so true. Now being a mom with like kids, are they interested in like the wellness world too, like fitness and nutrition, or are they like deter from it? So it's really interesting that you ask that because I feel like I, you know, people expect that my kids are like playing every sport and they're super active and, my kids both dance. My oldest is a swimmer on the swim team. We've tried a ton of sports and they just, they're not hugely into them. They do work out and they do want to stay active. I want them to be more active, but they're teenagers. <laughs> the, so, truth is the mom is coming so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it's really hard, but I will say this since I conceived my children, I have been very, very, focused on 
what I've been putting in my body and how I was going to educate them. And, you know, I don't compromise that. So my kids are really educated on nutrition and what's good for their body. And don't get me wrong. They love treats and they love ice cream and they love burgers and, you know, they're teenagers, but they eat good ingredients. And, you know, we avoid genetically modified ingredients. We avoid artificial coloring in our house. We avoid anything pesticide, herbicide, fungicide, that if you think about it, it all has the same ending as suicide. So you really want to avoid those things if you can. And, you know, I try to educate them on the fact that they need to do what's right for their body and not focus in on because of the way it makes you look, even though like, you know, our weight is it does contribute to our health as well. So, you know, I teach them about that, but it's not the focus. It's the benefit of feeling good and looking good come from the benefit of being healthy. I love that. I really love the message you shared too about just like educating your kids on nutrition because fitness, obviously movement is so important, but isn't nutrition like an even bigger piece? And then fitness is just like a smaller portion of like how much- 1,000%. Yeah. Yeah. So that's- And it's hard for me to say that, right? Like my my true profession is I'm an exercise physiologist. Like I am- I own fitness studios. I want to be able to say like, it's 90-10, you know, as long as you work out. And But it's actually probably closer to 70-80% nutrition and the rest is movement. And, and, you know, moving doesn't have to mean like something structured. Like I am a true believer that if you move all the time and you have more movement in your life than you have sitting and being sedentary, that you will have health benefits. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we didn't start out in a group fitness room thousands of years ago with an instructor with a mic on, you know, we were, we were doing what we had to do to survive and live. And and that was a lot of moving, a lot of walking, a lot of running, a lot of lifting big things to move them away, you know? And so combinations of those things are what's going to contribute to a a healthy lifestyle. Love it. But nutrition is the biggest piece, the biggest piece that affects us on a cellular level, you know? So much sense. So before you play game time, I have one more question I want to ask you. So can you tell us more about like the COVID transition? So now that people are going back to gyms and like things are really opening up, like what are the regulations now? And like, how have you guys transitioned? Like share more about that. Yeah. So it's been, it's been an interesting, are we on 15 months or are we on that now? Right. Like it's, it's crazy. You know, we walked out of the studio last year. It was the day before my birthday actually. And I thought we'd be back in a couple weeks and weeks turned into months, turned into what it is now. We didn't stop. We, um, We found out that we had to close the physical, the brick and mortar piece of our business. We had to close that. And we, within 24 hours, we had never done anything virtual. Within 24 hours, our whole, our group classes were on a virtual platform. So yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. And I, I I don't think there's anything like profound about it. I think so many businesses had to like, you know, twist and turn and navigate through to, to make it. And that's basically was like survive. Right. So you did what you had to do. And, you know, I, I 
feel like at the beginning, it was really tough for some people. We had, I sat at my computer, literally crying, like, you know, just crying on a daily basis that, that what are we going to do? And and my clients were, my clients were emailing me saying, I'll never leave you. Don't shut my account off. I want to continue to pay you. I want to continue to support you. We had clients coming in, trying to donate to us. I mean, it was the most emotional, like, and it, it just showed you that like your community and the love that people have for what you do for them, you know, and, and it, it turns around. So we wanted to pay it forward too. So when we first, when this all, when we realized it was going to be more than a couple of weeks and people decided like, I, I'm losing my job. I can't do this. I have to get rid of some of my expenses. We told them that they could continue to come to us because the people that could pay were basically supporting them for a while, right. you know, right. and, and it felt great. Like we, we did a, um, we put a fit life at home group page on Facebook and within, I think I would say two days, there was over 500 people on that page Amazing. and we put workouts on there every day for free, you know, and it was, it was great. It was like, we grew our community in a different way, you know, with, probably meeting people that we wouldn't have met and, you know, in a, and obviously in a much broader location, you know, going as far as California and having people in our classes that were from all over the country, which was really cool. So cool. And honestly, like for every con, there's always a pro, right? So you ended up meeting yes. so many new people and expanded your business. So are you guys keeping the virtual classes now at all or no? We are. We haven't stopped the virtual because we still have clients that are still feeling like they can't come in and anybody with compromised immunity. And, you know, so we're going to keep them going. I I feel like they are definitely a piece of our business that is here to stay. We have pre-recorded classes, too, and we're we're doing outside classes. But it's hard because the weather in New England is, you know, always unpredictable. Yeah. Yes. So. But coming back, I mean, now Massachusetts has lifted all restrictions. So we're basically doing whatever our our government says. So we're following all the standards. We want all of our clients to feel really comfortable. And if they want to keep their mask on, you know, we're, we're happy that they do. And we, we ask that nobody asks anybody questions because that can get really uncomfortable for people. And we want to respect everybody's perspective and everybody's place where they are, you know? Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Filled with so much knowledge, Janine. I love all of this. Um, okay, so before yeah. we play um, a quick game time, can you tell everybody how they can follow you on socials, reach out, check out your website, all the things? Yes, so we have a website that's actually being updated right now. So um, <laughs> stay tuned for that. But it is um, fitlifema, like Massachusetts, M-A dot com and that is on Facebook we are fit life on Instagram we are fit life studios and we are on Twitter as fit life studios as well we run all our specials there as well so you can see everything that we got going on we have summer student and teacher specials and anybody can take a class with a promo code intro first and come try us out for free for their first class and they can email info at fitlifema.com if they have nutrition questions or make a want, want to make an appointment for whole health coaching or anything like that. Love it. Get on it, guys. Get on it. All right, yeah. Jean, are you ready for game time? 
Sure am. All right. Awesome. So what is Janine's favorite food? (laughs) I love healthy bowls. Like, I don't know if you've ever been to Life Alive, but they kind of... I've heard uh, of that actually, but I've never been. Oh, it's like so delicious. It's like comfort food, but it's healthy comfort food. Cool. So... Yeah, they like throw every vegetable in there that you can imagine. So I make them at home a lot of times, but that's like my treat to go there. So I would say healthy bowls, anything with lots of vegetables and some tasty sauces. And and I put that over like a grain, either brown rice or quinoa or, you know, Sounds anything hilarious. like that. I love Sounds, you're literally yes. making me hungry thinking about it. I'm going to totally check this out after our call, by the way. <laughs> yes. Where is Life Alive? Uh, there's a few. There's one in Cambridge, one in Lowell, one in Salem. There's one in, but there's a couple in Boston, Boylston Street, and then near BU. Oh. Yeah, they are growing and they should be growing because they, my kids used to say, Mom, America should run on Life Alive. Gene, <laughs> <laughs> I think you have an ambassador because you were selling it really well. I just got to put it out there. I right? I should be an ambassador for that. I think you should. My, there's pictures that are going to be on my website that you see on my social media that actually I'm eating life alive food. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. I'm serious. You should totally yes. get into that if that's even possible after this call. That's hilarious. Okay. So next question, if you could wear one outfit for the rest of your life from head to toe, what would it be and why? I would have to say workout clothes because I have to work out every day. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't be like, you know, in my fancy dress. Yeah, it would be workout clothes. And because I need to exercise on a daily basis. And so. I love that for a healthy mind, right? That sounds great. Yes. Okay, yep. so good. Okay, where is your favorite place you've ever traveled to? And what is the bucket list place you've never been that you want to go to? My favorite places are, I like anything tropical, anything in the Caribbean. I like beaches and, of course, beautiful hot weather. My bucket list is is big because I, I love, I want to like learn and travel. And I love seeing how people eat and live in other countries. But um, I think I would say the top of my list is Costa Rica. And because oh. it's 100% sustainable there and I like... I'm just, I, I, I'm definitely intrigued by, by Costa Rica. Great choices. Great choices. Love it all. Okay. And final question to close out. If you could spend a day with somebody you have never met dead or alive, who would you choose and why? I'm going to say Dr. Michael Greger. Interesting. Share why. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, it is interesting because I don't, I think I just was like, I felt like I needed to answer and I would need more time to really think about my for sure person. That's okay. Um, but Dr. Gregor is, he's someone that I like inspire, uh, to be like, he, he researches everything and all his education, um, everything that he does, like he has a website called nutrition fact org and he did it because he watched his grandmother with an illness and she survived it because of a change in lifestyle and he created all of these things and all of it is not it goes to it, it's nonprofit it goes to the research so that he can keep teaching and keep educating and I think that's just amazing like that's to me amazing right? If I could do something and I didn't have to get paid for it and people could see how much I care and how much I love it, I think that would be the most rewarding life. I think so too. That's pretty inspiring. 
Yeah. So he's a cool person. I'd love to chat with him. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to, awesome. love to hang out with him for a few hours. Right? I know. I think that's so inspiring, especially like how he set it up and the things that, I mean, it's what a great thing he's doing. That's so awesome. Yes. Well, Janine, you're amazing. Can you share everybody again with, um, thank you, with how people can get in touch with you, the offer you want to share about the student summer special and your website? Yes, you can email me at info at fitlifema.com or Janine at fitlifema.com. You can find us on Instagram, uh, Fit Life Studios. You can find us on Twitter at the same handle and on Facebook, we're Just Fit Life. You can also obviously call us and the number you can find on Google for either studio. And we are running teacher and student specials. They're unlimited for the whole summer. So, you know, if you start now, we give you 90 days out and the student is 199 and the teacher is 250. And that includes all of our classes, both locations and the open gym, pre-recorded virtual and in-studio classes. Awesome. So good. Everybody definitely needs to follow FitLife everywhere. You are amazing, Janine. Thank you so much again. This was awesome. Thank you so much, Jackie. And thank you for all your inspiration and motivation all the time. I love listening to you. I'm so glad. Thank you. Thank you everyone so much for tuning in to Next On Scene and stay tuned for who's next on scene. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene.